Could not be more pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, Matt Damon. Are you one of those Patriot fans that takes Lee in the Jets and the butt fumbling? Scene? I made the Liberace movie this year, so that's fine. <laughs> There's some butt fumbling in that movie, a, too. Just a wee little bit. <laughs> Larry David, good to see you, sir. I think a lot of writers can be offensive coordinators. What's harder? If I could write stories, why would I be able to draw up a play? He is none other than Broadway, Joe Namath. If Mark were to get the nod, and if he played decently, if, uh, if, what a big word for only two letters, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Cannavale. I told you my Derek Jeter story. I had Yankees, Atlanta, for the World Series. Screaming, screaming, screaming. Nothing, nothing, nothing. He doesn't even look at me. Finally, last at bat, eighth <laughs> inning, yeah. Jeter comes up. Derek! Just turn around, man! Just turn around! <laughs> Finally, he like dumb. He does the thing with the weight. He's about to go up. He turns around. He looks at me. He goes, "Bro, I hear you." <laughs> Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer Rich Eisen podcast. Is your host, Rich Eisen. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Rich Eisen Podcast, getting set for week number seven, which kicks off, as always, with Thursday Night Football. We're going to the NFC West. We've already been to the NFC West, actually, when we kicked off week number four with the uh, Niners and Rams. So we're certainly hoping to get a better show for you on NFL Network this week when Seattle takes on Arizona. The Cardinals almost uh, shocking the 49ers at home. They they certainly had the 49ers uh, on the ropes for a little bit there, but never were able to control Vernon Davis in the first half and get the lead in the second half. Um, so they come into this game at 3-3 three and three against the 5-1 and one Seattle Seahawks, which uh, returned home to the 12th man this week after a tour of the uh, AFC South going to Houston, winning in overtime there, uh, going to Indianapolis, losing in uh, Lucas Oil there, coming home and taking on the AFC South's Tennessee Titans, which we said a few weeks ago to keep an eye on that they are no slouches. And with uh, Fitz Magic went there, gave uh, Seattle some fits. But the uh, the Seahawks improved, stayed at 5-1, and one, staying in first place in the NFC West. That's how we're kicking off week number seven. Chris Brockman, good to see you, sir. Great to see you, Rich. How's it going? I am doing fine. Chris Law, Have you have the floor. You have the floor, Chris Law. You it have was, the floor. It was one hell of a game. It was incredible, as a matter of fact. How was Penn State's four-overtime win over Michigan? How it was, how was it from it, your perspective? It was great. So good, in fact, I had to watch it back Sunday night to make sure I you watched re- it back remembered it, it all. Because, nice. you know, there was some, some outside <laughs> some influences going some on. Some revelry, some yeah. wineskins yeah. filled with uh, spirits. But, it was uh, a spirited Saturday. Very, in, little little too spirited Saturday in Happy Valley. But, um Heck of a game. Both teams could have won that game easily. Michigan had a, a ton of opportunities. It, it was it was to the point where it was almost whoever won the game, you you felt like neither team really lost. It was just a, a great game. The atmosphere was unbelievable. Uh, you guys, I'm sure, saw, saw it on television. Yeah, the whiteout. There, there's nothing like it. I mean, there's a reason Herbie says best college football fans in the in the best student section right. in the country. Well, when uh, Lawan went down, our best offensive player, yeah, that hurt, uh, yes. one of the he's going to be a top ten pick. You're going to see him on the stage at Radio City Music Hall. Um, and when he went down, he went to the locker room. Apparently, as they tweeted out, the Michigan football. Uh, site tweeted out that they had to go to the locker room because they couldn't hear each other when they were communicating with each other on the sideline, the trainer and wow. and player. Yeah, it was they went loud. to the locker room <sighs> for a quiet place. 
So it was loud. That's for sure. It was funny too. Bill O'Brien said on here when we asked him about going for it. on fourth, fourth down, down. We were, we were in our meeting on our game day morning meeting on Saturday as right. I was watching the game on a game cast <laughs> on my on my um, on my iPad. Okay. And he went for it on fourth down right away. Right away, inside inside his 40-yard line. Right, and right. I, turned to, I turned to Brockman, and I'm like, remember Bill O'Brien said on the podcast that there's some fourth down situations that he Doesn't would take care. back, and he would, you know. But the going for it in the fourth overtime on fourth down, that was it. And in all honesty, that was a difference in the game, is our yeah. coaching staff, and you know how much I love Hoke. Oh, yeah. Okay, and I'm not sitting here saying we should go undefeated, blah, 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 blah. But it it, it 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 struck me, and the quarterback Devin Gardner has certainly played as he did another multiple turnover half. He had three turnovers in the first half of that game. You know that doesn't really engender much trust in your coaches. No. And they clearly, towards the end of that game, when they were running Fitz Toussaint twenty million times for twenty million yards, um, and they were they clearly didn't trust Devin Gardner to win the game. No, it, they didn't trust him. And then at the end, I mean, there were some there was some clock management and some time timeouts that were taken when they shouldn't have been, or some that should have been taken. I, I have no idea why. In the fourth quarter, with the time winding down, there was no time. The, a delay of game was taken, and we ended up punting as opposed to going for a fifty-two yard field goal at the end of regulation to go up ten and just wrap it up there. And instead, decided to kick it, punt it, play defense instead, and the punt goes in the end zone. Yep. Now you shouldn't go eighty yards like a like a, a hot knife through butter like you did in the fifty some odd seconds with a freshman, true freshman quarterback. Well, he's not a true freshman anymore. Well, I guess not this many weeks in, but I would think so. But no, listen, congratulations right there. Thank you. And uh, uh, I mean, my, you know, I'm my, a little disappointed there was nothing on the line between you two. Well, I'm not gonna. I mean, what, what, what? what there was. It was a no win for me. Yeah. There was a no win for me. How is? How do I win that? What? What do I? How do I win that? Yeah, that's kind of right. True. I don't know. I make them do something. Listen, well, and everyone's like, everyone's like, everyone's like Penn State. You know, Penn State just lost to Indiana, and that they're at a low point. And here comes Michigan again, playing down to the level of the competition. Oh, playing down. I mean. Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm not Albert Breer here. I'm not going to sit here and say our talent's better than your talent. We should have won. But I am going to say this, and this does sound arrogant. I'll say that right off the bat. Michigan gets everybody's best shot. We do. You guys you gotta, can't deny that. Oh, no, because no, our defense Everybody into gets that game up. did not look like that. Everybody gets up. And we all know with the Penn State's bowl bid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, bowl ban. Yes, that yeah. this is their bowl game on ESPN, 5 o'clock Eastern start, whole country gets it on ESPN. A lot of rec- over 100 recruits do at you the pl- game. Do you play Ohio State? We do. We play them. Uh, we have a bye this week. We play them October 26th in at Columbus, Ohio State, right. 8 p.m. Eastern. It just so got moved. So this was your biggest home game oh, of yeah, the year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? So and back. and all of that. So of course we're going to get your best shot. Yeah. And we couldn't handle it in the first half where our quarterback just cannot avoid the turnovers. And you saw in the second half when he doesn't turn it over, it's a totally different quarterback. We're a totally different offense. And we're a totally different team. But it just at the end, and you know, I mean, to to miss a field goal in overtime, the thirty-three, and they have one blocked. We we got a lot. We had a lot going. Oh, I mean, our way. Lordy. That, 
Lord, that Lord, doesn't Lord. Happen. Um, I did get to meet up with uh, one of our international podcast nice. listeners, James Dixon. Uh, he stopped by the tailgate. Sorry to John Hahn, I missed him. There's cell phones are horrible there. We we tried to meet up, but uh, it was it was a good time overall. Congratulations to you, man. Thank you, Rich. I you know, and uh, bottom line is Michigan season is not over. No, they're going to be in a. BCS well, I mean, if we we got a, if we beat Ohio State, I mean, so it just all comes down to Ohio State. Can we get Albert on that week? No, no, I don't want him on. I like him, but I mean, he, he after as you know, all the tweets that we say oh, and what course. I say about him on this podcast, it's all about within the construct of a rivalry. He is a good man. He's oh, yeah. recently married. He's got a lot going for him. He's a talented writer, but he is a total asshole when it comes to Ohio State football. <laughs> There's no question about it. And he tweeted at he tweeted after the Michigan loss, still standing. Okay. Because he would. You know what I mean? I mean, well, you know. By the way, Syracuse picked up its first ACC win beating NC State on the road this week. Congratulations. Thank you. Three and three. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, we have, we have uh, an interesting show in store. An interesting show in store. We have uh, right here in, uh, in our studio, LaDainian Tomlinson and Willie McGinnis will be on the show. They're on NFL Total Access tonight, Tuesday night, when we're taping this, so they'll be here. Yep, coming in together, the two of them. Nice. And that's the football side of things. Yes. We'll talk all about the National Football League. Of course. Uh, week six. Great and week six. Pro- promo week seven, which is the game that we've been talking about. Four weeks, Peyton Manning going back to Indianapolis. Uh, Denver Broncos going to Indianapolis undefeated with Von Miller coming back. I told you this right from the beginning. I will pound my chest on this one. They weren't going to miss Von Miller with Peyton Manning in that offense. That's the perfect way. And they had a very favorable schedule. Well, they had some tough games, though. I mean, I mean, they did have the defending champs in their house. That's one thing. But a depleted Ravens team. High-powered Eagles offense at the time. <laughs> at the, at the, the that, d- Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. That I was mean, their only hard game. But what else? You know, what, what, what else? You know, the, their New England game comes later, I believe. That's at New England. Right, right? at New England. They've Kansas got City Kansas City twice. twice. And your lone remaining undefeated teams in 2013 through six weeks are tied atop the AFC West They together. don't play till week 11, I and think. And they play yeah. two out of three weeks. They play two out of th- yeah. They go boom, boom. It'd be awesome to see two undefeated teams at week 11. And, um, yeah. you know, the Chiefs, bless them. That's all they do is they, they – it doesn't look pretty, but there are no pictures in the standings, last I checked. And they beat Oakland 24-7. Oakland, which won – Six straight times in Kansas City, and they hit Terrell Pryor. They hit him hard. They turned him over and um, scored the final 24 unanswered to that game, including another fourth-quarter defensive virtuoso performance from that team. And uh, If you have the Kansas City Chiefs defense in fantasy, you life. are just destroying. Guy in my and league now, had 36 points from them. And now they're home for Houston, which is flat out in the running for most disappointing team of 2013. And with all due respect to your home state and city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Chris Law. Yes, sir. And I'm going to defend the Philadelphia fans who cheered for Andy Reid and who cheered for Donovan McNabb and blew up my Twitter account for merely mentioning that Santa Claus incident of throwing snowballs (laughs) at the top of our pregame show. I mean, the invective I got from Philly fans, like I said on the show, on the podcast, the invective that I got when I mentioned that, unfortunately for some, backed up the stereotype of that city. But if, if what has been going on in Houston with the fans burning the jersey of a quarterback that has a pick-six problem and then somebody showing up to the driveway 
of that quarterback. That's just unreal. And then quarterback gets hurt in that game that they're losing, n- not because of Matt Schaub's play. He didn't turn it over. He wasn't the one on defense having Sam Bradford look like Everyone wanted Kurt Sam Warner, Bradford to look. Right? And when Schaub goes down, they boo him. They boo him. And then they, or, and and then they, they cheer. cheer the fact right. that he's injured. Okay? They yep. cheer the fact that he is injured. If that happened in Philadelphia, we would never forgive that city. They, we would be lit up. Now, we're still talking about it in the media. But if this was, oh, typical Philly this, typical Philly that. This is some reprehensible stuff going on. They did it. They did it the Niners game too with, uh, um, whenever uh, Calais Campbell went down. Niners fans did the wave, and Jed York even tweeted out that he was embarrassed about it, and Joe, Joe Staley did as well. So, so we'll talk about all this with our our football guests, um, but also on this show, we're going to go off the board here. On the show is the top divorce attorney of Los Angeles, California. <laughs> Three kids, Rich. Come on. What, what's going on? Top divorce attorney name is Laura Wasser. She has a new book out. Okay. Okay. And we're going to help her sell it. The Great. reason why I know her, and this just goes to show you what the type of man that I am. Well, everything's okay on your home secure, front, right? How secure I am. Did you talk to Chara following Saturday night? In she was in Susie's wedding party. I got married with the top divorce attorney of Los Angeles looking at me. That's pretty smart, though, because because she knows both of you. She can't represent either of you. I disagree with that. <laughs> I, don't think she, I don't think she can represent me. But her, her book is all about it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't That's have to end in it divorce. It doesn't have to be that way. That's pretty ironic. <laughs> That's a divorce attorney promo- she promoting She has represented some NFL players. I'm wondering if she'll talk about it. Uh-oh. By the way, also, coolest... Lady, chick, you will meet. Coolest. Excellent. I don't know how much football she knows. She knows very little. But we can ask her about all the extracurriculars. Yes, yes. We're going to sell books. This podcast, as you know, moves the needle. Laura Wasser, easy on the eyes as well. (laughs) Chris Law. Just quick, Quick on the Google search. (laughs) That's coming up on this show. But uh, let's talk about week six, uh, what just went down, and week seven that's coming up with uh, two of our finest here on NFL Network. We've got uh, LaDainian Tomlinson. Good to see you, sir. Great to be on, Rich. Your San Diego Chargers from back in the day just had one of the more impressive wins of week number six. They actually took care of business on Monday Night Football and protected a lead instead of collapsing in front of the whole ESPN world to see. So that was a big win for them against the Colts. It was a big win. And, you know, I was. it was kind of remind me of the old school days, the years when I played there. Old school type of game. They grinded out a win, controlled the time of possession. Won a lot of big ever. plays, you know, from Phillip Rivers. But Ryan Matthews showed something, I think, on Monday night. Yeah, he definitely had one of his bigger games, and we'll delve into that too. But the biggest win, in my, in my opinion, for week <laughs> – Number six was the New England Patriots. Willie McGinnis joining us here on uh, the Rich Eisen podcast. Tom Brady doing his thing. Yes. And uh, nobody saw that one coming, certainly with the Saints doing what they were doing in the second half. Uh, Amendola going out again. And Brady getting just that one chance back uh, late in the game and and doing his work against the Saints, handing the Saints their first loss of the season, Willie. You know, Rich, I during the week – Thursday, Friday, when we talked about this matchup, I said that 
it, it comes down to game planning, and it comes down that Bill Belichick is not going to let Drew Brees just go out there and throw the ball all over the place. Especially to Jimmy Graham. Absolutely not. And I knew, like, I've been in those 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 meetings when he said, hey, we got to take this away. We can't do everything, but there's like two or three things that we need to do if we're going to win this game. And I think the offense surprised the Saints' defense because they came out kind of in a hurry up and changed the tempo. They didn't allow that defense to kind of get their, their – a solid foundation for what Brady and those guys were doing. Of course, we knew they were going to run the football because that keeps Drew Brees on the sideline. But, you know, the whole thing was to keep this game close and give ourselves a chance to win. And uh, I tweeted out the first two minutes, when there was two minutes and some change there, you know, which what are we going to see in this two-minute drill? The vintage Tom Brady? Like, what's going to happen? And they didn't score. So when they scored on the second one, I – I sent out another tweet and said I met the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't seem, again, the Boston Herald had an interesting headline uh, on Sunday morning. We showed it on game day morning that uh, the Patriots are bringing a pop gun, a squirt gun, into a fight with the Saints offense. Right. And once again, again, Amendola is out. He's got a head injury. And who knows when he might be back. Gronk. He was sleeping. He was sleeping. You saw that. I mean, the ball came loose. And, and, the question is, is, you know, can Ken Brell Tompkins do it? And Brady gave him a chance to make a play with that incredible throw in the end zone. I guess that beat Jabari Greer in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was sitting there stunned because no, I did not. I, I did pick the Patriots to win it, unlike the guy with the Boston hat on I right didn't. now, the Red Sox hat on. Reverse jinx, Rich. But uh, that one, that one came out of nowhere. I mean, that one truly came out. He doesn't have the weapons. He just doesn't have the weapons in well, New England. what do we consider weapons? I mean, we, we, we consider the big-name guys like weapons nowadays. And in that system and in all Brady's and the Patriots' success, the Super Bowl years came without the big-name guys. Rich, you know that better than anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, the David Givens, the Pattons. Brown, um, Troy. Brown. Brown. Brown was a consistent guy. Branch, who ended up being a, a Super Bowl MVP, but these guys came out of nowhere, and they bought into a system, and they haven't been playing great, and he's been a little frustrated. But, you know, like he said, dealing with younger players, you have to bring them along. And if you put them in position, after a while they'll start making those plays. And, Tom, and Tompkins, he's been looking solid for the last few weeks. I think he's going to be one of those guys that Brady's going to depend on that's going to be in that lineup sooner or later for a long period of time. And uh, if you just – if you have a chance, if you got time on the clock and you got an opportunity, it's hard. It's hard to just, you know, a lot of people were walking out of that stadium <laughs> with a minute and some change oh, left. Yeah. They were out of there. It was, ha- half, it was half empty or yeah. half full if you want to use the optimistic version. And, and Jimmy Graham, zero catches. I know he got hurt, but he, he was totally taken out in the manner that you said Belichick does. Have you ever been in a defensive meeting where he says, the guy that cannot beat us, we're going to take him out, is LaDainian Tomlinson? Yeah, yeah, he was one of those guys. And anytime we played San Diego, we always put our emphasis on the run. I mean, we knew that in the past when it came to Ladanian, it was either we can't let him go crazy in the run game and we got to watch him in the pass game because he was a dangerous receiver as well. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Marshall Falk. Those type of guys can hurt you by themselves. And we understood that. So coming into the game, we would take out the run game. We would try (laughs) to take away the run game and Ladanian and force this into a one-dimensional type of game and make somebody else beat us. 
and Gates, of course. Yeah, you know, guy like that. And the, the, what what he would tell you was let's 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 hold him around the five and a half yard line and, <laughs> and try not to get a flag. Right, and that but would Danny be the guy. I would be the guy to hold. Right, right. Yeah, make sure it's right out. Keep keep it just a half yard or maybe a yard after that five yard. Spot. Pop him and knock him off his release. You know, they had an interesting way, and that's the one thing I really respect about Bill Belichick is he's a mastermind in terms of he's going to make you beat be him in another way. You know, and they're they going to, as Willie talked about, they're going to take away your best player. So if you don't have the weapons somewhere else to beat them, you're not going to win the game. And fortunately for us, we had Antonio we Gates. Had a lot of weapons. You know, so yeah. if they took me away, you still had to deal with Antonio Gates. But – you know, the game the other night, I, I think you cannot forget what Stephen Ridley brought to the game. Yeah. He looked like Stephen Ridley from last year, 1,200-yard rusher. Yeah. And so I just think if they continue to get something from Stephen Ridley, it, it is tough to stop this team. Even when they're not passing the ball as well as they did, you know, mm-hmm. uh, toward the end of the game. So Garrett Blunt, too. I mean, Bolden, all these guys played a part in uh, – in, in, in that game, mm-hmm. and they almost had 100 yards. And I said that to beat New Orleans, who's not a good run-stopping team, you got to be able to run the ball. And yeah. they had almost well, three yards shy of 100 yards before the half. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and, and again, they won 30-27 to 27 was the final score there in that game. And, I mean, uh, you, are you, were you fine on Sunday, the greatest sports day of your life? It was pretty amazing. And, with, I, and here's the thing. I was by myself the whole day. You know, after we leave on Sundays, you just kind of, all I want to do is sleep. But mm-hmm. I can't sleep when you the couldn't. games are on. And so I was by myself alone. My roommate was out of town, and the room was dark, and I was just watching the game. Pretty miserable there up <laughs> until about 10 seconds left. And then obviously with the Red Sox. And did. then the Red Sox down 5 nothing, And right. then Big Poppy hits the game-tying grand slam. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I did, forwarded you this nugget I got from Charlie Yook, our producer on NFL Game Day Morning, or according to producer, according to Elias. Did you hear about this one? You hear about this nugget? According to Elias, it's the ter- third time that Brady has thrown a touchdown pass in the same day that Big Poppy David Ortiz hit a postseason home run. Wow. wow. The other times were on October 17, 2004, mm-hmm. and October 7, 2007. Each of those seasons, the Patriots wound up in the Super Bowl and the Red, Red Sox, Sox won the World, World Series. Series. I remember that in 2004. It was a big party yeah, in Boston, too. Rich. I mean, that, that I photo that was game with, four. with uh, uh, who was the – Torrey Hunter. Torrey Hunter going over in the Boston – that might be one of the greatest sports photos ever. I, I saw another stat. Uh, according to some some site, I think it was Fangraphs, at the lowest point their win expectancy was 4% who, for Patriots both the Patriots won? and the Red, Red Sox. Sox. And so the odds of both teams winning the game were one in six hundred and twenty-five. Wow! Wow! And that happened. And it happened. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> you said they got a chance. That's right. You're saying you got a chance, and that's the beautiful thing. And the Patriots are five and one atop the AFC East. Ladanian Tomlinson, can we say the best division in the AFC West, and maybe all of football? I mean, best division in in the AFC and all of football is the AFC West. Can we say that right now? Wow. Think about um, it. Yeah, well, the two well, remaining undefeated teams yes. are, are tied atop. The Raiders are no slouches. And the and the Chargers just beat a team that beat both San Francisco and Seattle. Yeah. I, I think so you how can, can we sit it's through six weeks of this season, the power of the National Football League rests in the AFC West. 
It makes me proud. <laughs> for nine years. Right? It does because. No one would believe you know, it, though, but it's the truth. It is. Take a look know? top to bottom every division in the NFL right now. And you could maybe throw the NFC North out there, maybe, but NFC the Vikings West. are sitting down there as as a, a disaster to right bottom. now. Top yeah. to bottom. Yeah, NFC West. Every team in the NFC West is 500 or above. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Three and three Arizona, three and three Rams. Yeah. And then it jumps up. Are we? Are we but not go, giving? No, but go, go ahead, LT. You can. You can. You can grow no, a little I, bit here. I. I. You can. You can definitely make no, an argument I, I for just, this thing. I, right yeah, here. I think you can make an argument, especially to me. The top three teams in that division: Denver, Kansas City, and San Diego. Both teams, you know, can score. Both teams are legitimate playoff contenders. I Talking think about we can the, say top, the top. The top two. two. The top three. No, I'm gonna throw San Diego in there. Well, I, was, after, I was talking about San Diego when you were talking about scoring. I wasn't talking about Kansas oh, City. But, but Kansas City? Because you don't think they can score. Kansas City scored more points this year than San Diego. I understand that, but when you look at Kansas City, are you are you sold 100%? Yes, I am. On the offense? Well, okay. They That's have, what they I'm limits. talking about. I'm not talking about the defense. They can run the ball. I'm not talking about the defense. I'm talking about on the offense when you're down. I've watched some of those games where Alex Smith – I mean, he was three for eleven on third down at, at at one point in the game, and then things things start to happen. I understand football games; everything's not going to be perfect in the passing game, but that's just always been my thing with him. If he gets down by a certain amount of points, is he that quarterback that's going to be able to do what we saw Tom Brady do the other night, or Drew Brees do at, at certain no, times, he, or he Peyton not. Manning, he will or not Peyton do Manning that. in the two yeah. minute drill he, when you he, need to bring your team back and score points? I don't think he will do that, points. but. He has the defense like he had in San Francisco to help that. I don't think he has to do, you know, have a game where he's going to throw for 300 yards and put up, you know, 30 points. That defense, I believe, is going to hold people right around 21, 24 points. Let me give you an example. They can score that many points. Let me give you an example. Denver, Dallas. Did you think Dallas was going to score that many points? No. on? Okay, so sometimes – as a defender, we lean on our offense. Hey, man, we're having a tough day today. We got we need you guys to score points. Mm-hmm. We can't get anything right. And Peyton Manning was in one of those battles with Tony Romo, and it was it was point for point. I mean, these guys kept going back. There was no defense until Danny Trevathan intercepted the ball at the end of the game. There was no defense. So I'm just saying, if Alex Smith is in one of those battles with one of those quarterbacks, do you think he can keep up? No, I, I don't. I don't think he can keep up. Well, I mean, the beauty of it is, is when we talked about earlier, is it week 11 and 13, Chris yeah. Law? Is yes. that when we're seeing Denver and Kansas so. City play? And you take a look at the standings right now, and Kansas City is on top of Denver. Yes, they are. I believe it's down to the seventh tiebreak. You take a look at the tiebreaking procedure. This is the minutia that really doesn't matter, <laughs> I guess, because between weeks and six and seven, and, you know, obviously this tie's going to get broken when they play each other at some point. But head-to-head, I mean, they have the same exact uh, division record, same conference record, same record overall. And then you get down to strength of victory, strength of schedule, and best combined ranking among conference teams and points scored and points allowed. Wow, I wow. believe it's gotten down to the seventh one. And, you know, we'll eventually get it. Uh, this week, we'll no doubt be talking about, I'm sure you're talking about on Total Access tonight. If not, um, it'll be on the rundown sooner rather than later, returning to a place that you used to play and what that's going to be like for Peyton Manning. Can you guys put into at any words what it's going to be like for Peyton to walk into that building on Sunday night? 
it's going to probably be emotional. I mean, I think I think Peyton appreciates everything that that organization has done for him, and he's accomplished there. Um, I mean, the fans love him. It'll, it'll be a lot of cheers. Did you ever go back with the Browns? Yeah, I went back and I got a I got a standing ovation, and it was great. But it was it was a little weird at the same time because instead of going into my normal locker room where I was thinking going into the game, I had to go to the visitors. I was on the opposite sideline. Um, that every, had to be strange, yeah, right? Everything was a little different for me, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be a little strange for Peyton in in, in in that same sense going back home. Yeah, and I, I I wasn't fortunate enough. I guess it would be fortunate enough to play back in San Diego. San Diego came to New York. But it's still emotional. Um, there's no getting around it because you know those players, you know the personnel, the coaching staff before the game. You see, you know, the front office people. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants to come say something to you. But think about this. When Peyton Manning first arrives in town, what about the, the doorman at the hotel? You know, what about the staff at the hotel? Just They're all going to want a piece. They're all going to want a piece of just getting a picture from Peyton Manning because he's come back. Dealing with that on top of trying to prepare for this game, it's going to be difficult. But he's an old pro. I think he'll handle it well. But it's no no question about Williams, right? It's going to be emotional. If there's anybody who could just compartmentalize, right, when it comes down to it. But still, he's a human being. In the first quarter, yeah. that game's got to be like an out-of-body experience. Right, I mean, yeah. As soon as he steps out, I mean, he may, he, they may, they may stand up when they introduce him. Oh, they're gonna. You oh, know. there's no doubt. I mean, they they, make, he that may that get building, the loudest cheer yeah. in the building that the, day. I oh. mean, that building doesn't exist if it wasn't for him. <laughs> no question. The banners that are in this, hanging from the building that wouldn't have existed, wouldn't exist if it wasn't for him. I mean, everything that's there. There's a children's hospital downtown that, yes. with his name. Wouldn't exist if it wasn't for him. There are some ho- new hotels in that. City that wouldn't exist so if it wasn't. He's a little appreciated. He's a little appreciated there. I'm saying I, I don't know. I mean, the, the Pacers were there before and after him. I mean, you know, there's there's so much that that town has changed because the NFL came to town that he had nothing to do with. But what he did when he arrived there in 1998, and what he has done since then, and it's it really is remarkable. But when 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 Toe meets Ball and Von Miller comes back this week. They're six and zero without him. You have to you have to imagine that, that that pass defense that's been sliced up by everybody from Romo to Chad Henney, Henney. is going to be <laughs> is going to be what type of game shape is improved. Von Miller going to be in? That's a question. Well, they came out and said that he's he's running great. Now, <laughs> okay, you got to understand there's there's a difference between being in shape and being in football shape because when you're in football shape, he's in the trenches, he's fighting with the linemen. Every single play, um, you're tackling, you're running the plays. The, you know, it, it, it's a different type of training. So I don't expect him to be in his, in his best shape the first game. I think it's going to take a couple of games for him to get in football shape. And then your joints, like your body's not used to full speed, stopping, cutting, bursting, some of those things that you're used to doing in the actual game. So, so basically everything that Brandon Jacobs is feeling right now after yeah. that 100-yard performance – but for, for me, the Giants I, last week, for me, I don't, I don't really care what kind of shape he's in. Uh, as my high school coach just used to tell me, I'm gonna run you till your tongue is hanging out. We need Von Miller. I'm gonna yeah. put him in yeah. there, you know. Right. So it doesn't really. Well, if they're matter. smart, they'll go at him. Yeah. I mean, they, they, yeah. they'll go at him. You know, they with are. who though? But I mean, no, they'll who? run the ball at him. They'll definitely run the ball at him. What do you make of Richardson, Trent Richardson? Everybody's wondering. This was they gave up a first round choice for him. The Browns spent one of the highest first-round choices you can spend on him. 
we're waiting for that 100 bell cow, 30 carry, 100 yard bell cow performance. Yeah, we haven't gotten it yet. Well, I don't think you're not going to get that. I don't believe from Trent Richardson in terms of the volume of carries. I don't think he's going to ever get the 25, 30 carries in that offense. That would be great because that's the type of back he is. Well, what that, is that offense then? You know, is it? It's an offense if you're not going to give it to Trent Richardson yeah, 25, 30 times, and you're not going to have Andrew Luck just air it out all right. over the lot, which they what, should do. Well, everyone was saying that they the reason why they lost in San Diego is because you know obviously they didn't get the football. Ryan Matthews had 100 yard performance, and they had all of these 12, 13, 17 play drives. But That's luck, luck wasn't luck. They, they had some it, crucial drops. It just it looked like he they weren't, do, of, they weren't doing crucial. Drops. They weren't doing luck any favors to right. his receivers. But if you look at it, Trent is only averaging 17, 18 carries a game. And so that tells me that's right around his volume of carries, what they're going to be doing with him. But if you ever yeah. have you ever met Trent? Yeah, I have. Like, yeah. he wants to be the bell cow. He mm-hmm. wants to prove to everybody because for the very same reason we're talking about this, he despises it. He feels that he is that guy that can carry so the ball. So he was in Alabama. Yeah. yeah. He, feels that, he feels that he's that guy that can carry the ball 25, 30 times a game. He's strong. He's in shape. And he wants to do that. Like that's, I spoke that's to him the, in the That's season. his best strengths is being a 25, 30-volume 30 30 guy where he can wear people out. That's, you know, he, he gets going as the game goes along of breaking tackles. He's not going to be the guy to make you miss and give you 80. That's just not what he does. He's going to be, I'm going to get you two in the first quarter. In the second quarter, I'm going to get you three, maybe four. By the fourth quarter, I'll get you six or seven. That's what he is. Well, they're going to need that Sunday because, I mean, they're going to need that Sunday in the worst way because you want to talk about being worn out. Peyton Manning can wear you out. He can wear you out with everybody. I mean, mean, no Sean Marino had three touchdowns. Uh, Julius Thomas is is suddenly – his go-to guy is his go-to guy he's his go-to guy you could see how it works right now you get inside the 20 you're toast you're toast they are not settling for field goals at all because you are toast he will look at the defense and he'll change it to no sean running it or he'll look at the defense and then that little rub route that that welker does that's he's always Always open open. (laughs) and and then there's julius thomas you get him too or, or if he wants to throw a fade, if he feels like it, <laughs> he's got two behemoth receivers. They are red zone awesome. So to keep Peyton Manning from even getting down there, they're going to need a Trent Richardson, certainly if you're saying a run at Von Miller. Yeah. They're going to need him. I'm going to go on record and say this is a dangerous game for the Denver Broncos. Dangerous. We're not going to see the are same you, team. Are you picking the Colts? No, is that what I, it means? I, you, know what? you know what? I'm almost what tempted mean? because – we 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 talk about and they're going to hear it so much about Peyton coming home about the Denver Broncos about this undefeated teams, and right now this is the team in the NFL outside of the Seahawks I would say the team to beat. We saw how the Jags got up for them, and this team is a better team. We're not going to see the same team we saw play against San Diego play against Denver. I promise well, you l- that. Let me ask you that because we talk about all the pressure on Peyton coming home, but how about the pressure on Andrew Luck facing the guy, you know, he, he replaced the legend and now he's got to play against him. Did you ever talk to Ryan Matthews LT about what it was like whenever he played against you? And we knew he, he couldn't live up to it. Yeah, he can't, he can't live up to it. So, so it, no, no, I'm not saying, no, I'm not, I'm not saying there, I'm saying with LT. Well, no, I know exactly, yeah. but it's, there's a little bit of that too in this. Like, there's some pressure on Andrew Luck to. I, I don't think there's pressure on Andrew Luck because yeah. he has done it. I mean, last okay. year he led this team to the playoffs and they was in, in the dirt, you know, and so 
I think he's at a point now where he's comfortable in his own skin as the leader of that team, as the franchise yes. guy. I don't think there's much pressure on Andrew. Well, it's Will. also the way – there's the way in which um, Andrew arrived and Peyton left. It was, as we'll find out later on the show when uh, Laura Wasser comes in and talks about amicable breakups <laughs> and how you should try and, and achieve them and how difficult they are trying to achieve. I'm having, a, well the top, done, Rich. I'm having the top divorce attorney in Los Angeles on this show later on. Wow. Yeah. That just, it's I hope I it's, never meet no, 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 it's, it's called. It, she, was in, she was in Susie Mon wedding party. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's called Range. I'm showing Range on the show. But, you know, it was the most amicable breakup you could see in the NFL. And just circumstances. They didn't know about his neck, the amount of money that it would cost him, the fact that luck was out there, a once-in-a-lifetime talent. They somehow, someway, for some reason, had the first overall pick, as we all know, the circumstances that led them to get to that it was all there. You were shown the door by, I'll say it, a lunatic in the front office who has shown in many different ways to be um, worthy of some of the scorn that he's got that way. Don't worry. You don't have to say a word, LT. I'll just say those words. And so it's different. It's different. For Luck to – Luck is also still a young kid. Last year – I think the Colts are playing with house money. That was a really difficult loss for them this week yeah. because if they had won that, they would have been had the ability to match Peyton with the win this week in terms of an overall record. That's maybe here nor there for us in the media that we like talking about that sort of stuff. But in the long run, though, the Colts had a chance to go up on the Houston Texans by three games. Yeah. Three games if they had won that. And the Texans... Uh, the Texans are in the you know water right. right now. Marshall said on Sunday night, you were, you were with him, I believe, right? Oh, no. Oh, okay, you did the uh, early show and he did the late. He said that the way the Texans played on Sunday against the Rams in the first half, even though Schaub didn't throw pick six, didn't turn it over, just the way they over, played overall, special teams creating um, with penalties and the defense not being able to stop Sam Bradford, indicated to him that it was the wrong move to start Matt Schaub in Houston. Would you agree with that assessment? That's that's tough. Um, when I look at it talent-wise, as far as Yates and, and Schaub, um, I still think in that first half that Schaub was pretty efficient. His numbers was, was, was pretty, you know. I think he was 17 to 21 yeah, or something. Yeah, he wasn't bad. Yeah. I think he came out. I think he was playing a little hesitant. Like he didn't want to make mistakes. He wasn't but, throwing it downfield right, for sure. Exactly, and and I think that's good because if a quarterback is struggling, you don't come out and start gunslinging the ball all over the field. You kind of get him with the short to intermediate passes. Get him back comfortable. Get the guys going. Only Brett Ford does that, right? <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't care. But I I I, I said it. Right there. I said it that week, Rich. That I still didn't think that. T.J. Yates gave the Texans the best opportunity no. to win because talent-wise, just just game planning and looking at two guys, he's not a guy in the, when we're game planning that we're going to be worried about. Like, we're worried about the run game. We're worried about uh, Hopkins on the outside and, and Johnson in the tight end. He's probably one of the last guys we're worried about. We're not worried about him. Right. And we're going to send everything at him. And we saw why he's not the guy. I mean, he, he – he, he had th- his own pick six. <laughs> he threw a shot. In the red zone. He threw a shot. Is that the in, name of the night? In the, the red zone. <laughs> you know? Foster lit it up on Sunday. I mean, because he had in the first to. Half. Well, they were, down too, they were down too much. They couldn't stop Sam Bradford. No. 
They couldn't stop Sam Bradford, even though Tavon Austin is still missing. Is he That's missing, or, or, or is the coordinator? Now that's got, what. Hey, is the does the coordinator have him tied up somewhere where he can't? He can't. That's come the talk in St. Louis. Well, I'll, t- I'll that tell is the you talk in St. Louis. I think firsthand yeah, experience. You're the, you're the Brian Schottenheimer expert. That's from here, right? the firsthand experience. <laughs> think about Jeremy Curley. I'm not saying Jeremy Curley is Tavon Austin, but something similar happened with Jeremy Curley when he when he was a rookie with the Jets. Brian Schottenheimer was offense coordinator. Brian, now he tried to move him around in too many different positions. And so the kid didn't get great at anything. If he would have been able to play the slot from the jump and learn the slot position, he would have been fine. But they want to put him in the slot, outside, move him around in motion. And that's so hard to do, you know, for you, right. you know, as a young player to try to learn all these different positions and you don't end up learning anything. Well, LT, let me give so. you some insight. When we game plan for the Rams, when they do move Austin in certain positions, as a defensive player, game planning for all the years that I played, we know exactly what plays they're running out of him. There's no creativity. And like you said, he's not putting him in a position. When he lines up in certain spots, I, I can tell you what play is coming right. because they do the same plays. Like, and, and, and no disrespect to Curly, but he's not Tavon right. Austin. And as I far said as that, being yeah. explosive so why, and being a difference Why is maker. Woodhead so effective or Sproles where they can line up all over and – Tavon Austin, well, the they're, they're the, backs. Yeah, they're they're backs. But they're I mean, they're splitting them out, right? Yeah, they're splitting yeah, them they're, out. They're but different players. Yeah, in that I mean it's totally different. So, so what you're basically saying that the Texans knew what Tavon Austin was going to run just by merely where he's standing if, on the if, field well, the because dip, of because of the the Schottenheimer system. No, I'm just saying like that defense hasn't been playing worth nothing either. You can't. <laughs> I, I'm not going to give put all this on the offense. I'm just okay. saying, but. Watching a few games, he's predictable what he's doing with Tavon Austin. When he comes in the game, it's like if you got a certain third down back. Well, we know he's coming in for a draw, he's coming in for a screen, or he's coming in for certain things. We know certain guys don't come in the game to, 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 to run the ball or do certain things, and that's the thing with Tavon Austin. They can use him in a lot of different ways. He, the guy's explosive. He's dangerous. They can create those same mismatches we talked about with the guy who doesn't have as much skill like Wes Welker, that they can do with this guy. And they don't do it. He can run those option routes. He can run yeah, those but is he, routes. Has he learned it? Has he learned the system? Yes, he knows what to do. I, Trust I'm me. I, I, I know I, I know people around that situation. He knows what to do. Mm. He's just not given that opportunity to do it. So uh, what happens when New England goes to the Jets this week? What happens? I think, Patriots. New, England, I think New England wins. They sweep them up. Isn't that incredible? Geno Smith. Win. Win. You do? Yeah. What Geno are we going to get? I mean, Geno looked like a world beater against Atlanta in a place where nobody's really able to win. Right. Um, and then six days later, the Steelers, who couldn't stop anybody, who got ripped up by Matt Castle. Not one turnover, Rich, until that game. Right. What was yeah. Geno's, what was Geno's stats in, in the first game? I thought he, he did. Against New England? Okay, the first game. No, it, Seeing him the second time, I, I think he'll be even better. But really, they should have been old. They, they the defense. 15 of 35 about. for 214 and three interceptions. Mm-hmm. I think the defense is what changed that team around. Like that, that's yeah. helped that team in the run game and what they've been doing. I it, think it's been the defense. So that's a, you, you take the Jets, or you just think they'll play better, Latanian? Uh, and don't do it because no, you play no, with I, the Jets. I don't think they'll win. I think they'll be competitive. What happens when Dallas plays Philadelphia this week? I think Dallas will rebound. I think Dallas will be back. In the link. Yeah. Whew. What do you think? Oof, man. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. 
I forgot. Mm. There's a couple of guys out for Dallas, right? DeMarcus wears out. Yeah. And DeMar- anyone their with whole- a DeMarc as the root of their first name is out. DeMarco and DeMarcus right? is out. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, the backup Dunbar's out, too, running tough. back. Yeah, that's tough. I, I just thought about that. I don't know, man. That's, that, that could be tough. We have man. a few days left to figure out yeah. your formation on, on, on the. But that could be tough. Just Dallas, that's a huge game. Huge game. Winner of that game takes first place in a, team, a division that few people want to win. <laughs> what's, what's I mean, Washington record? Washington three on Monday night was such a disappointment, they man. They both are 3-3. Three three. Washington was such a disappointment Monday night. Mm. I mean, can't R- stop anybody. Well, RG3 just looked careless with the football, right? I mean, am I wrong that in the fourth quarter, third and fourth quarter, he was holding on to it way too long, staying in the pocket. They weren't moving him out. When he was in the pocket, he was holding on too long, and some of these wide-open throws that he would normally nail, last year his, his accuracy was stupendous. He was airmailing it by five feet yeah. in the air. And he, has, he had a bunch of drops as well. Like, guys dropped the football as well. But to me, that's all about footwork for him. I've seen him jumping around in the pocket trying to throw the football well, with his legs all too, out right? of whack. They broke that down to his footwork, right? Yeah, but that's – you know, Willie, you've been around his game. That's the problem for a lot of quarterbacks, especially a quarterback like him. If your footwork ain't proper, ain't correct – Was his footwork great last year, though? No, but you, you know what? You know what was great? His knee was great yeah. last year. His, his his knee work was much better. You know what? <laughs> his knee ran, work was spot ran, on. He ran the ball real well, though. He did run the ball well. And Chicago's there this week. That, I mean, the, the season is flat out on the brink for for Washington, but even though that division where it was is, last is brutal. Year hey, when Shanahan threw all the chips in. I guess, that, but Chicago's coming he's in. evaluating. Chicago's <laughs> coming off the mini-buy. Um, a sneaky good game, Cincinnati at Detroit. Two foreign two teams that have a, a, a first-place standing. I mean, that's a good one. And uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Minnesota at the Giants. Well, we fully expect Josh Freeman to get the start there. How about that one? You sure? How can he not? You got to well, throw him out there, well, man. Your boy Josh Freeman said he wanted to put the brakes on things for a little while, right, mm-hmm. and, and learn You the mean system. collect a $3 million check and say, I'll take my time figuring the stuff out. So you think he fully understands the system? He's ready to go? I think all he needs to do is just – he understands understands the concept of there's 2-8 behind him, right? right. 28 behind right. him. Hand it to him. Everybody understands that. And though. then and then Play there's – action pass to Greg, Greg Jennings. Jennings. That's it. What else do you need to know? <laughs> I understand it's an intricate game. There's X's and O's and, and, and Kyle Rudolph. And every wa- once Rudolph. in a while, you just throw a real deep for Corderell Patterson. Yeah. You just throw it way down. <laughs> yeah. and too, it. Right? It's time. Well. You got to get him Great out there, man. I, I thought that would be easy for Castle. I thought that would be easy for Ponder. I thought that's They don't that's have the arms easiest. like Josh Freeman. Come on, Josh Freeman. Josh Freeman. He's got some ability. 4,000-yard pass in this league. He's got some ability. I get it all. I'm just, I'm just, I'm did just the, making sure I, he did knows Did the snakes that. make yeah, the trip system. to Minnesota, you think? The snakes. You know, he's, he's, he's got a python. He, he, named, he named it Eisen. <laughs> yeah, so that's why oh, yeah, I'll always ride show, with right? I will yeah. always ride with Josh Freeman. Yeah, well, if he just for that alone. Snake, if he brings the snake, Eisen, he'll he'll have a shot. Yeah, oh, yeah, bring the snake out there. <laughs> that's the that's the only thing the Giants haven't seen this year. Um, thanks for coming on, guys. I appreciate. It. You got a question for Willie about well, Brady's Willie the post game with choice. with Tom. You know what. Do you text him after that? Do you ask him what's up with the white sweater, or do you just appreciate it and <laughs> oh, love it? That thing was amazing. Hey man, Tom has you know he has a sense of fashion. He 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 knows what's going on. Um, I don't think British. I don't think people were concentrating on that sweater after the after, yeah. after the post. And, and it was hard to miss it though. It was hard to it miss already, it. By the way, the sweater already has well, a Twitter. I mean, well, 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 did Cam really? Newton yeah. have that? 
Didn't Cam Newton wear that same one a couple last, weeks yeah, ago. last year? And a, last year. and a couple of weeks ago, yeah. yeah like a white no, workout. I'm in Santa so Monica. So you got the I, young hip guys wearing it too. I mean, what's that saying? Yeah. Come on. They got stylists. These guys got stylists. He knows and is, uh, is Bieber slowing down up there in the neighborhood? Yeah, is Bieber slowing on? down? You know, Bieber, I think, just got back. He's been gone. He's been he's been on tour getting his getting his, getting his, uh, his swerve on. on. He's, he's getting his swerve on. making that money. Yeah. But you haven't seen him speeding around the neighborhood? No, I didn't see him. How about Keyshawn? Have you seen Keyshawn Cop? Keyshawn Cop I've seen him out on there. Dancing with the Stars. You know, he came on. When I, when I, by the Not way, I went, you did. I, I went on Arsenio's show. How would you show. say, LT? Not for long. You <laughs> I was on Arsenio's program, and right. he came out and surprised. Oh, did he? Yes. They, they brought him out, and he sat down and told the Bieber story. Really? Yeah, when he didn't want to tell that story. <laughs> and I almost went, listen, I've got uh, my own information from inside that neighborhood hey, who man. says that you're an overreactor <laughs> and that Biebs is really a cool dude. But I didn't. He's a cool kid, man. I was, like I said, I can't get on the stand if I wasn't there. It's true. What I, it's so true. much drama out there. Yeah. So much it's drama. It's been quiet, though, Rich. It's been quiet. It's Halloween. You're starting to see the decorations go up and all that Pretty spooky. Stuff. Yeah. Pretty, pretty spooky. spooky. Certainly if Bieber's coming by 90 miles an hour over those speed bumps. <laughs> LT, thank you. You got it, Rich. You bet. Uh, at LT underscore 21, correct? Yes. Very yes. good. On Twitter and at Willie McGinnis. Yes, sir. Do you know he recently just started following me? Do you follow me on Twitter? Uh-oh. 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 The headsets are coming off. Let's check it out. Oh, no, you don't you do I know you're I know you're known for your lateral movement, but don't you leave just yet. Hold on a minute. Let's check you it out. You got a phone, you better do it real quick. Here we go. No. Ladanian uh, LT underscore 21 uh, does not follow oh, me. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no, dude. <laughs> we got to fix on that. Does not. He's, oh, you're only following six people. Come on, man. All right. LaDainian Thomason's going to get that fixed. <laughs> Good to see you guys. There they go. They're off on NFL Total Access tonight and every single night on NFL Total Access on NFL Network. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to switch gears a little bit here. We've never really talked about relationships very much here on this show. I feel like we should have a couch or something in here <laughs> no, so we can lay down. No, this is not psychiatry. This well, is about bringing people together. It's about making sure that we all get along. And staying together. And and I'm I'm pleased to have on this podcast a long-time friend, but first-time friend of this program. Uh, she has written a book. It doesn't have to be that way. Fittingly enough, her initials are Law, L-A-W. That's the nickname that we know and love her by in the household. Laura A. Wasser, How to Divorce Without Destroying Your Family or Bankrupting Yourself. Welcome to the Rich Eisen Podcast, Thank Law. you for having me. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Now, we've known each other, Chris's, for how long? When did we first meet, Law? When did we first meet? I have to say it's over 10 years. Cause it's definitely over it 10 was, years. It was before Suze's 30th birthday. Well, you, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you were in my wedding party. Yes. How many wedding parties have you been in? Several. Several? Yeah, they don't seem to mind that my, you know, calling is as a divorcer. I don't hand out cards generally. No, you, no, you never, no, 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 but, but how, what does that say about me? <laughs> what? Am, am I, no, am I, and my confidence in self you that have, I have no problem with you, that. Well, if you will recall, you and I met before you and, before your wife and I met. That is true. We were friends first. You, but you had no earthly idea who I was. No, I didn't, sadly. I, I, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tell that story. That's a we funny were story. in New York, and I was dating another mutual friend who's now married with children. And he and I came to New York together, and we all went out one night with a bunch of his buddies, and we yeah. were at some club, drinking and dancing. And at I'm a club. Wait a minute. At, at a club. Rich was at a club, drinking and dancing. Drinking and dancing. And Rich and I are out on the <laughs> I dance can only floor. Imagine your moves, Don't imagine. Rich. Stop it. His, Stop imagining. His imagine. moves weren't good, but it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter a little because too so many people were interrupting us every three minutes, coming up and shaking his hand and going, "Hey, bro, how's it going?" And, I said, and finally, I said, "I am so sorry. Like, I'm from LA. I grew up here. I know most." Of the famous people, I said, mm -hmm. "Who the hell are you?" He said, "Oh, I, I do a little sports show. This is back in the the, the other network show. Sports days. Show. Yeah, the ESPN day. And and it was like he was. It was like I was out there with the president of the United States, who I also may not necessarily have realized what he was doing. Here. So <laughs> did anyone did anyone industry. refer to him as the white guy? Yeah, was you right? <laughs> <laughs> no, because we were at probably a white guy club. No, so, yeah. Well, plus I was dancing. Clearly, yes. like, a white, like guy. a white guy. So you didn't have to refer to him as the white guy. <laughs> have you ever had presidents referred to you, though? <laughs> no. You've never had that? No, because I'm California-based, so no. Okay. The Reagans were a little bit before my time right. and didn't divorce, so right. no. Okay. All right. Well, I just wanted to make sure about that. How open can you be about the clients that you've represented? Long. Not very. Okay. And interestingly, most of the ones that your audience would be interested in mm. are not public record. That is, if you get divorced in the state of California, mm -hmm. your divorce petition and all the papers that are filed are public. That's why you see this stuff on TMZ or whatever else. But so many Including of Including you walking out of the courtroom exactly. all the time. Looking fabulous, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. They, You're welcome. TMZ likes to talk about the, how I look so much. But in any event, what, what the, the people, a lot of the people that I represent who are professional athletes, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, and it's generally a good reason, don't marry. So those are paternity cases, mm -hmm. and those are not public filings. So those are even more off limits. So we can't even that. talk about that. No. So, uh, Unless but, you know about them. Well, no, no. A, a number, uh, I mean, how many? How, can we fill up two hands with the number of football players that you represented? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And again, it's it's a very interesting, I mean, look, the field of law is interesting in and of itself, but when you apply it to sports yes. and athletes, yes. it's super interesting because you have people that are making gobs of money, but for a limited period of time. And, you know, some people. You, you will at some point in this interview say to me, well, what's your first top piece of advice for any well, athlete? Well, what is your top first piece of advice for condoms. any athlete, Law? Condoms. <laughs> Guys, really? How is it possible that in 2013 I'm still having so many sports agents call me and go, you're not going to believe this? And I say, oh, I am going to believe it. I'm absolutely going to believe it. There are so many baby mamas out there mm. that are just, mm. you know, making bank because these guys aren't wearing condoms. Mm -hmm. Come on. Where so do I look does that up? Does it say that in the book? Is that it? It doesn't have to be that way. No, it, but it, oh, that but it be does. Chapter one, right? That's <laughs> chapter one. Well, actually, that's for your your next book. It should be right. that way. <laughs> My next book is just going to wear and, a and condom. And then the parentheses underneath is like, what is the matter with you? <laughs> that's I, the name of the next book. For two hundred pages. Yeah. Can I ask you a question on that? Chris Law. Yes, Chris Law. On alimony, because. I always find this interesting. If, if you're a, a CEO of a company yes. and you're making $1.2 million per year and you're, you get divorced. You should be in a better company. Your alimony, <laughs> obviously you have the opportunity to make that living for yes. 35 years. Yes. So paying whatever it might be, if, uh, a ten dollars or $15,000 a month alimony check or child support check Look is at you doable. knowing the intricacies But if you're, if you're an How athlete long? and you have he's a six-year shelf preparing. life. Yes. And you're forking over fifty thousand a month, and you can't be making that past the age of thirty-four. Is that 
is it, are they under a different category or do they fall under the same as what your current earnings are and you have to... No, that cheap? is absolutely... It, it is about current earnings and okay. alimony or spousal support is a little bit different than child support, but we do take into consideration that these guys have a shelf life. And, and so we look at what they're making now, mm-hmm. but we also look at... You know, child support is always modifiable. So if you have an injury or your career ends or you don't get picked up again, that you'll go back to court and you will modify it. But what I do for a lot of people is I figure out a base amount of support that they're paying every month. And then at the end of the year, we look at what they've made over that and they'll pay a percentage, which keeps them out of court. My main goal and the reason that I wrote the book is, believe it or not, coming from an attorney, I am absolutely disgusted by how much money people spend on their divorces or their custody cases or their cohabitation cases. I really think then that's why it doesn't have to be the way. Get your stuff together. Figure it out. Uh, we have so many tools available to us by virtue of the internet and by virtue of all of the different groups that are out there. And work it out. I mean, if you have kids with someone and you're figuring out a custody schedule, your people particularly, they've got bye weeks, they're traveling, they're living in different places. These aren't guys that are going into work from 9 to 5 and coming home and, you know, grilling in the backyard. These are guys that are around for limited periods of time. And why should they always have to be going back to an attorney to say, okay, I'm back for a week now before I have to go to preseason practice and I want to see my kids and now, you know, two thousand dollars later with four attorneys on the phone and arguing whatever they get to see their kids is that the uh cheaper to keeper philosophy no i don't even know if it's cheaper to keep her i think it's cheaper to communicate with her i think Mm -hmm. it's cheaper to have her on your side i do believe that happy moms equal happy Mm -hmm. kids Mm -hmm. but i think that you know i think so many people just don't want to deal with talking about it and sitting down and figuring out, you, you have your schedule at the beginning of the year. Sit down, figure it out, take responsibility, get it done. More and more, I mean, this isn't the 70s. The guys that I represent that have kids, whether they're kids from people to whom they were married or right. just kids from, you know, girlfriends or someone they met in the bar, most of them want to be a parent. They want to be involved. They want to see their kids. But they don't want to have to keep dealing with the moms that are making it so difficult for them. Wow. I love that. I wouldn't even think about that sort of thing. So what are the tips? Give me some tips, Law. Because it sounds I mean, it sounds good. Right, you know it sounds I mean? good. I mean, it and, sounds but, good here, but putting it into theory, there's so, I mean, how many times do you see people come into you fully? But I, but I don't know if you guys are aware that this type of interview with Laura A. Wasser is... Exclusive? Well, I'm not exclusive. I mean, you were on the Today Show, right? Selling yes. this book. Where else have yes. you been? Where else have you been selling this um, book? I'm doing The View. You're doing I've The View. I've done HuffPost Live. Okay. Yeah, so but I did the Kevin and Bean stuff. show. You don't do this. No, I never do this. I'm doing this only now for a limited period of time. To sell to the book. To whore myself out and sell this book. <laughs> and then I will fade back into obscurity and only well, be Well, you won't fade back into I... obscurity. You'll, be, you'll just fade back into to the, your Greta Garbo yeah. existence. Where <laughs> I'm going you're, to be left alone. You're certainly not obscure, <laughs> that's for sure. I, I had a message. I want to get it out there. And if the book or even listening to your podcast has somebody going, well, maybe she's right about that. And I would like to see my kids more. And I know what this next season's going to look like. And maybe if I put it, you know, we've got iCal now. We've got something called Our Family Wizard. All these different apps that you can have to figure out a custody schedule. There's all kinds of ways to get online and figure out the approach appropriate amount of support and most of the professional athletes that you guys deal with are people that have either business managers or sports agents these guys can help you put this together if you really do want I mean my book is not necessary for sports people but it applies to them as well right because I mean we do have some some of 
athletes, I think. Some of the NFL players listen to us, but it's more often than not, you know, guys and, and, and ladies who are huge fans of the NFL. Right. And maybe some who, who sit on a Sunday and <laughs> tap out of their family existence watching football for five maybe hours Maybe that's day. why they end up getting divorced. I don't know. But well, the bottom but line is... It doesn't have to be that way is the bottom does, line. No. The thing is that there right. are ways of dealing with it. First of all, before you even get married. Before you even get married, does everyone need a prenup? No. Does everyone need to discuss what the expectations are in the relationship? Mm. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many people come to me and they're like, I had no idea that after we got married, she was going to stop working. Or after she had a kid, she wasn't going to go back to work. Or I had no idea that she expected that once her parents got old, they were going to come live with me. I was going to throw them in an old age home. Now they're, they're living in my back house. This is ruining my life. Mm-hmm. Or I had no idea that it was super important to my husband that our kids go to parochial school. I, I thought they were just going to go to the public school down the street. Mm-hmm. People don't talk about this stuff. It's definitely not sexy. It's not as fun as going dress shopping and flower picking and cake tasting and all that great stuff that mm. I'm sure all your listeners love doing. Well, yeah, uh, when was the last time you went cake tasting? <laughs> me? Yes. Oh, I haven't gone cake tasting. I don't. I, for me, marriage is really not. I don't want to go cake tasting. I may have gone cake tasting with your wife, actually, though. For for my for wedding. your wedding, for yes. My wedding. Oh, oh we, I thought you so wedding cake tasting. That's what I oh, mean. Oh, I thought yes. you meant uh, no, no, oh. all the things that go when up you, to getting married. No, I didn't do any of that okay. stuff. Okay, all right, well, you know but, what I mean? but did Maybe. you guys talk to somebody, whether it was yeah. a counselor or a rabbi or a priest or somebody about talk to, expectations? We did, talk, we did talk to a rabbi. Okay, and we see? talked to each other. Yes, and she did say to me at some point, "I am going to have the law in my wedding party," and I'm like, "Okay, okay." That's Did fine. you really come on? Look at some of the other women that were in that wedding party. I would have thought I would have been a welcome addition. Yeah, they were. Wow, no, they were some. Did you just throw the whole really? wedding party <laughs> under the bus? No, I'm just <laughs> that's, saying. That's, I, what, that's, that's what, what that sounded like. We had a great wedding party, but I don't. I no, think I was hardly the. the I was you hardly were. the most frightening individual there. <laughs> for sure. I mean, that's not, that's not better than what you said <laughs> no. before. That's not getting better. worse. It's fantastic. <laughs> Who else was in the wedding party? Um, <laughs> no one that you know. I don't think. No one that you know. Just curious, because she just said she well, was better than all we, of them. No, I didn't say it was better. I said it was less frightening. We, less, have you met his wife? Yes. Okay, so there's really times. not any fear factor involved with me once I'm you've met Suze. Of Suze. Oh, yeah, I am. I am, too. No, you are you are. Do you know not. what she said before she not. met me? She said, oh, I can't wait to meet that girl. I'm going to slice her stomach open and eat her innards. I For be- no good I, reason. I, I, she did believe that. She I believe that she would say that. And ask Obi. She definitely said that, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why either. No. She was but now, but she's now, marking her territory, Rich. Now she's no, one but of she my was closest into, girlfriends. She was not into Alex. No, she, no, she wasn't into really? Alex, and I wasn't into Rich after I saw him dance a little bit. I really wasn't into him. <laughs> and then I, you know. Especially since your nickname for me, by the way, is Piss Cake. Yes. Yes. Excellent. It's Piss Cake. Do you remember why? Story time, please. Go ahead. Tell the story, Long. Because we all were in Mexico together. The, there was more than four of us, but it was the guy I was dating, and then it was the two of them. This is pre-marriage, and mm-hmm. a few other couples. And Rich goes to the bathroom in this lovely restaurant in Cabo San Lucas, and he comes back with a napkin. He's got the the urinal cake. He felt the need to bring it back to the table. I don't know why, but why, does that not stick cobble, with somebody? Cabo Wabo. <laughs> I've never a, done that. Either. I think there was a there was. Did a, I miss a part th- of the story? No, there was a fellow named Jose Cuervo involved in this <laughs> yeah. story. I believe very rare. It, yeah, no, no. I brought the piss cake back to the table because I think it was a it was a really strange. It was it was an odd piss. It cake. It was worth seeing. It was I see so many piss cakes that I wanted to, a comparative. <laughs> 
choice here. They don't have piss cakes in the no, female bathroom. No, they do not have oh. them in the ladies' room. And and I honestly didn't know what it was at first. I was holding it and looking at it, and then all of a sudden it occurred <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah, that's not good. So long as you didn't take a bite. You didn't of talk it. about that on the Today Show, did you? No, that wasn't on the Today who Show. Did you, strangely, who, who, who did you talk chat with on the Today Show? I spoke, was it a Lauer? Please, was it Kathy? No, Lee? no. God, you guys didn't hear about this. It was no. Brooke Shields and um, Willie Geist, and because she was co-hosting. Willie's a good dude. And th- this kind of went a little viral. She made a comment about Agassi, like how, you know, thank God I'm not with him anymore. Kind of like he said to her, you're lucky we don't have kids or it wouldn't be easy. And it kind of just and it was uncomfortable for a second and it got picked up from there. So, yeah, th- people I, I mean, you know, it's, which is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, selling a book. I know. Oh, I wish I had <laughs> had somebody bag on somebody when I was trying to sell my Fakakta book. It would have been the most incredible thing. Spell my name right. It doesn't have to be. That way, available on Amazon, <laughs> Barnes and Noble. <laughs> you know, Hopefully they theaters near you. Out. I mean, oh man, that's good. Yeah, that's it, good. I think it might have gotten a little more coverage from that, well, but it good. really because you know she's happily married now. She's got two kids, but she right. led with like, you know, I'm divorced, and I'm thinking to myself, roll it, actual. No, are, you, are you divorced? Because yeah. you don't refer to yourself as divorced if Ever. you're then remarried to someone else happily. Who is she married to? She, now she's married to a producer. They live no. in New no, York. Who was she married to? Agassi, Agassi right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I, I didn't Not even... Not very long, though. No, no. It was a couple years, and I don't remember Pre-weave. the breakup. Or yeah. Post-Agassi weave. I think I, was it was... It, I don't know. It could have been his, it, you know... During his, weave, yeah, I think. Yeah, totally during weave. You see the pictures of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the camera commercial. So, in any event, yeah. So that was, but people, they this is this is for young people. Yes. you know, excluding an illness, this is one of the most devastating experiences that you can go through. Of I course. mean, it really, it's so sad. They didn't have kids, but most people that I've written this for is people that have kids, and it's like, how do you keep your family a family? So how do you? You you act reasonable. The divorce itself is a business transaction. It sucks. Go to counseling, talk to a counselor, talk to a clergy person, talk to family members. I'm not saying suppress your feelings. I'm saying don't bring that into the room if you're in mediation or in a voluntary settlement conference. This is a business transaction. Figure out the appropriate amount of support. Figure out how to divide up whatever the estate is. And then figure out what will work best for your kids. In California, we kind of start from a presumption of joint custody. It's not like the mom gets the house and the mom gets the kids and then every other weekend and on Wednesdays the kids go with dad it's we start from a place of particularly here in Southern California where we have so many people from different walks of life and a lot of guys that work at home what was the status quo during the marriage who had time with the kids and saying to your kids mom and I love each other but we don't do well living together anymore but we're all still a family and we are going to discipline you guys as a united front, we're going to make sure you guys have decision-making about school. We're going to go to back-to-school nights. We're going to have your birthdays. We're a family. We just don't all live in the same house anymore. And you don't have to worry about it because we both love you so much that it's all good. That sounds good. It sounds is it, good. Is it practical? I Absolutely. Mean, do, have I done it? You have done it. With two different guys? I mean, I didn't just do it once because I really wanted to make sure that it worked, so I did it twice. And it does. Right. Ha- have you ever seen... That's just research for your book. Yes, exactly. Have you ever seen an instance where... Either a high-profile uh, male moneymaker or female moneymaker gets divorced, and the and their the divorcee could have taken them for a lot more, and is more. I just want this to be over, and doesn't. Absolutely, and, and that, that actually works. Or is it typically always they'll lawyer up on the other end and take them for? I think can. once you know what you're entitled to, it's a lot easier to make an informed decision. And, and the other thing is this: people will come to me and say, "All right, here's my situation. We have a house with I don't know." 
anything in these days. $500,000 of equity in it. And this is how much I make. And my wife works part-time. And I can very quickly say, okay, this is probably what's going to happen. You either sell the house or one person dips into an IRA account or whatever, buys the other person out of the house. Here's what the support's going to look like. Here's your situation. I can tell it almost from the first meeting. Here's what's going to happen in your case. You want to know what the two variables are going to be? How much you guys spend on the lawyers to fight about it? And how much aggravation you have getting to the point where you're done. So if you can believe what I'm saying and we get to something that's reasonable, you can be done. Keep your money for yourselves. I hate seeing people arguing so much about their kids that they don't have any money left to send their kids to college. I mean, and it happens all the time because you're in this terribly vulnerable place and you've met someone, your lawyer, who's charging you by the hour to be your buddy who's like, we're going to get him. You're going to see. We're going to get him. He never should have cheated on you. Let's do this. So again, it, it's easier said than done. Absolutely. Two wrongs don't make a right. If she's being unreasonable, you rise to the occasion and be reasonable. If he's being unreasonable, you be reasonable. At some point, hopefully the other person will come around. Yeah, the reasonables will meet at yeah. some point in time. Because ultimately, it's not like you slip and fall in the market where you're going to then sue Ralph's because you broke your hip. This is your money. There's only one pot here. Keep the money in the pot. Right. How often does that happen where the two sides are reasonable? It happens a lot in my office. I mean, that's what we do. That's why people come to us. I do see that there's a shift because people are smarter now. By the time people are getting married and if they do split up, I mean, look at our society. People around our age, we've all been in some kind of litigation. If it's a landlord tenant or a fender bender, we know how annoying and red tapey and bureaucratic and expensive it can be. And we also were getting married a little bit older, I think. I think that we're trying to be a little bit more reasonable in communications. Most of us have gone to some kind of couples counseling if we've decided that we're going to split up. So it's a little bit easier to get that place. And Many of us have been through our parents getting divorced or our parents' friends getting divorced or our friends' parents getting divorced. So we've seen the residual effects of what, like, so many people come to me and say, I don't know, I just, my parents have the worst divorce. I just don't want to do that to my kids. Okay, then don't. Don't do it. But, still, but still get divorced. Or don't get or divorced. Don't, right. Would you recommend people even getting married in the first place? Sure. I have nothing against marriage. I think communication is important. I think marriages can last. I know plenty of people that have what I believe from the outside, at least, to be super solid marriages. By the way, I don't think it's any easier to break up if you are sharing a home with somebody and sharing kids and sharing income. It still sucks to break up. And you still have child support even if you're not married and if you own property together. So not getting married isn't necessarily like, oh, well, then it's fine. Right. I mean, Personally, I feel like if it isn't broken, why well, try to fix it? If you're in a good relationship, why do you need to get married? But that's for me. Mm -hmm. I also don't love the idea that the state gets to kind of dictate what you do with your money and your income and all that. But yeah, I think marriage is fine. I love a good wedding. <laughs> and a good uh, cake tasting in that regard. Yes. Well, uh, your job in itself, though, how much is it managing personalities? I mean, where, where you feel like there should be a couch in um, there where you put people... It's a lot. Counseling. I try thing. to make it less of that. I will say to people all the time, um, I'm not your counselor or your therapist. I'm, I, I'm not qualified. My life is a complete, you know what, show. So they have it. But second of all, um, you know, I'm way more expensive than a therapist. You could go to the best therapist and your lawyer still is probably going to be more expensive. So go to someone who's qualified to help you with that stuff. I do need to manage their personalities. I'm very good in a room. I'm often really, when I can get both parties in the room and the other attorney too, we can usually get it resolved. But what happens when tabloids are involved? I mean, we're just talking about normal Janes and Joes right, right now. But you, your, your job involves some ridiculously high-profile people. 
where you step foot outside a courthouse and there are 50 cameras around you. Which is why I try to keep it out of the courthouse. There's no reason for many of these cases to go to court. And if they do, somebody's doing something wrong. Well, who's that somebody? Because it's not you. Sometimes sometimes it's the other attorney. Sometimes it's the other party. Rarely is, is it, it my your client. Sometimes it's my client. But honestly, my clients, at least in the past 10 years, when things have really accelerated tabloid it's media-wise. It's nuts now, right? It's crazy Yeah, now? it's so much worse than it was even 10 years ago. It's just nuts. I don't know why people are so interested, but they are, so it feeds on itself. Most of my clients, I will say to them right at the get-go, and they know when they come to me that I'm not the kind of an attorney who likes to play things out in the media. I don't think it helps them. I think it hurts them personally. It doesn't really matter in terms of their case. Judges don't read that stuff or they don't let it influence them. It doesn't matter, but it's a pain in the butt. Are people interested, though? I want to get your thoughts on this. Are people interested or are there just so many people out there who are trying to make a buck thinking the quickest way is to get a photograph of your client coming out of... Uh, uh, out of People are buying of, them. Are they, though? Yes. They are. They're there. Well, I mean, they're there, but maybe they're there in the hope of selling them. No, right? I mean, they're there, they're out there. The minute someone takes a picture, it's up. So they're making money. But and I, people are watching. Look at how many different blogs, web, news sites. I mean, go to the market. I was on a plane coming back from the uh, from the, the Rams-Niners game. Mm-hmm. Okay, Neil Patrick Harris is in front of me. Okay. NPH. He was, he was there. And he was just, I think this was just after the Emmys that he, he hosted. It was a couple right? weeks ago. Why don't we come off the plane in LAX, and he's got the ball cap and the glasses, and it's he's like totally whipping through. As soon as we got past security, seven photographers, I counted them, popping off a picture of Neil Patrick Harris coming off a plane. Right. And I'm like, who in the world is buying that? What? It's really. I mean, now, am I going to a website to click on that picture? I'm not. No, is you're there somebody not. who's going? Like, I'm. I'm curious since you are you are flat out in the middle of this tornado. Right. That is that that is sucked up the life of a lot of people, sports and outside of sports. You think that there really is enough of all those paps out there. They're they're selling every single one of those frames that they shoot. I don't know if they're selling every single one, but have you seen them fighting with each other, jockeying for position? So whoever's getting the best picture of him when he takes his glasses off for one second or the angle or whatever. I mean, I just the two or three cases that actually did go to court where we'd come out. I mean, people were getting knocked off the sidewalk to get a picture of our clients coming out of the courtroom. I, I don't know what they thought they were gaining by getting these pictures, but then I saw them all over online. So I know somebody must be paying, and I know somebody must be watching. And they're trying to get something out of you, too, right? Yeah, but they know they're not going to get anything out but of you. But what are they screaming at? They're screaming stuff What happened you? in there? And t- can you tell us, did you win? Was it a, you know, we're there for like a status conference to find out a date that we're going to be able to come back. There, <laughs> Nothing happened. Do you have a go-to pair of shades before no, you step out? No. It's just whatever's there, right? Whatever's there, yeah. They're, they're equally fabulous. Though, right? <laughs> you, should, you should get a deal, like, if you get photographed. Where... <laughs> no, that, this is, that's why this book, It Doesn't Have to Be That Way, is, is, is huge. This is a departure from your modus operandi. Yes, and it does have some really funny stories in it. That is for sure. Because it tells people... What's your favorite one? What, to, what not to do, how, to, how it's been done wrong. There's a couple of really good ones. One is... And a client of mine. Oh, so you mentioned some clients in the back here. I well, mean, yeah, I mean, Shaq. That's public. Not that's well, all I public know, record. I know. 
Okay. Shaq's great. Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah. Did at any point in time you say, yeah, you're running out of time? He's like 24 lines. <laughs> Did he use schematics? He, yeah, he wants no. a perimeter. He no. always has cell phone reception. Always. He I mean, never doesn't goes matter. to the like, bathroom like or he's, eats. Exactly. He's at the center of the I earth. can't wait for 24 Always to come on back, the phone. Yeah, I know it's coming up. Okay. <laughs> She's smart. Uh, <laughs> She's like, I'm not talking about this. <laughs> oh, wait. Here's a good story. And yes. again, this is a good way. This is one of the starting stories of the book. It's not something that was done improperly. It's actually okay. something that, in my opinion, was done quite properly. I had a client that was a bass player in a band. And he was at home. It was about 10 o'clock in the morning and we're on the phone and I'm reading to him over the telephone the counter proposal that we've gotten back from his wife's attorney. And I'm going through all the points and she'll have the kids on these days and you're going to pay her this. And all of a sudden I hear like, and I'm like, Uh-oh. dude, are you taking a bong hit right now? <laughs> <laughs> and there's this silence and I hear, well, yeah. And I'm like, you can't take a bong hit when you're on the phone with your divorce attorney. And then, is, can there, we, can is there is there a better time? Which <laughs> kind of can we play guess that bass player? Yeah, no. So anyway, Not I mean all and, of them, but, right. but exactly. But yeah. the point is this, okay? And then and then he kind of went on to say, look. I have a great life. I get money to do something that I love. Sure. I travel around. I'm not loving my ex right now, but she's a good mom overall. And I know this is going to get worked out, and I know it's going to be okay. And I kind of have to look at this whole process like a zen experience because we're going to get through it, and then I'm going to keep doing what I love, and I'm going to keep getting paid. I'm going to keep smoking pot, and life is good. Mm. And that's, you know, while I'm not saying that everybody should, we should smoke definitely, we're their not, way we're through not, their we're divorce. Not <laughs> we're not condoning no, that not. at all. Definitely the views not. on this on podcast are not embraced. No. No. But what I'm saying is that attitude is something that really made me think about it because there are other stories in the book of what people have done to each other that's so that were so terrible um, that you know you can laugh at them and you can realize okay for someone to do that they must have really been in pain and I can laugh at it and I see I'm not alone here in terms of this pain that I'm experiencing but that must have cost them a lot of money when they to get their pound of flesh. Yeah, I had when I was a baby attorney, I was sent, you know, the, a lot of times you go on when they're dividing up the household items. So I had a client, he was an older gentleman and this was his second or third marriage and he had an outstanding wine cellar. I mean, just crazy crazy good wine. And he had been married for like 5 or 6 years to this younger woman and during that time period, they had collected some wine together. They traveled a lot, so they had some wine in the cellar and she said, "Well, those bottles, I, those are half mine. I want half of those." So oh, he said, "Fine." Boy. So I was sent over to go to the house and supervise the removal of her 27 bottles or whatever they were. With your hourly rate right, clicking. Right. Okay. So I'm over there and I'm sitting upstairs and I, you know, I, all of a sudden one of the guys from Wetzel and Sons comes out and says, um, miss, you, you might want to come see this. We have a little bit of a problem. I thought, oh, geez, now what? I go downstairs and this woman has steamed the labels off of every single bottle of wine in this guy's cellar there's it's just unrecognizable oh, oh my i mean that's Lord. it was over a million dollars worth of oh. damage if you will and this guy was so cool i told him and you know basically he said you know what this again like the pot smoker just a different generation this wine is to enjoy and what he basically did was like once a month he would have a bunch of friends over and have an amazingly catered dinner party and they would play a game called What's That Wine? And they would all drink it and they'd say, well, it tastes like a Barolo, da, 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 you know, and they would That's just. funny. Wow. Wow. But, he, but can smokes. you imagine? What did, did she use like a, like a steamer? I don't know. She, it had been done before any of us arrived. She was still in the house. And so what was supposed to happen is they were supposed to get there the next morning and take those bottles out. There was a whole inventory. Hell hath yeah. no fury than a Cabernet drinker scorned. 
Whew. You've seen it all, Law. Yes. Um, it doesn't have to be that way. How to Divorce Without Destroying Your Family or Bankrupting Yourself by Laura A. Wasser. Law, you're the best. Thank you for having me, oh, guys. Oh, please. You go buy it now. Uh, the good folks at St. Martin's Press are behind this whole business. And uh, I told you this when you first told me that you're writing a book. It's like the most personal thing you can do. Yes. And certainly since this is stuff that's, you know, your pearls of wisdom that you have accrued through your years of high-paid knowledge <laughs> in that regard. Yes, you can get um, it for almost free on Amazon.com. There you com. go. Yeah. I mean, Barnes so, and Noble. So a yeah. fraction of the hourly rate. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you've charged to watch your wine collection get steamed. Did you have to get clearance from any of your clients or no? Or no. Did you ask any? And no. Just I, there's, there's a couple. The wine guy, unfortunately, passed away a few years ago, and he was one of my favorites. I don't name any names in there, or if I do, they're not real names. There's a couple that were more recent, and I said, oh, you got to let me include this in my book. There's a great story about a female uh, escort that had like every all of her hours and everything and the expense on her iPad that was also given to her by my client's husband um, and I said wow. can I use this story and she's like oh yeah go for it so, I mean but no mostly like I said it's unrecognizable it. the celebrity stories I didn't include in there because we've seen them and they're not actually super interesting so this is the good stuff <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> it's an awesome picture of you on the back there too oh thank you of course law uh, congratulations on this Thanks. and if there's anything else we could do buy this book I'm, uh, there's no question there are people who are listening to this for whom no doubt. this book could be a crucial uh, watershed moment to help you in your relationship and help you move through whatever you're moving through. It's a good holiday gift, I feel. Is this yeah, a stocking? Yeah. Well, it's not, I mean, it's not a, a stocking stuffer. Per se, right? unless you have a big stocking. But right, it's true. I mean, this is a large It yes. could be one of the days book. of right. Hanukkah, right? It could be. Also, Kindle. It's on Kindle because the thing is, people will say, "Well, I don't want my spouse to see me reading this book," you know. So this is the beauty of Kindle. You just download. And is you're it, sitting did you there audio? Did you do the audio? I book? didn't do audio yet. We haven't done are you audio. Do it? Are you, are you going to read it? Me to. Are you going to read it? No, I'd like you to read it, actually, Rich. You what know do you what? Think? I'm, I think I'm should, very I think good at reading books. We need a male voice. I know you're good. Yes. Yeah. Um. I'm a, yeah. I'm, or you know, can ask Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> You can ask him. <laughs> the voice of Turbo the Snail. That's it. It's adorable. You can do all of that. I think Shaq reading that book would be oh, yes. beyond funny. That could be. That would be good. <laughs> yes, Kazam. It uh, uh, doesn't have to be that way. Thanks for coming in, Law. Thank you. That's uh, Laura Wasser. Buy her book. It doesn't have to be that way. Uh, on Amazon, Kindle, if you want to, you know, not put your stuff out there. Or uh, Barnes & Noble right now. Laura A. Wasser. Everybody. How about that? It's interesting conversation. It's interesting that you knew some of the terminology and. Well, it, it, that that, you that a has bit kind of fascinated me because in, in the language of. Uh, I was reading something separation. like Terrell Owens or you know his child support. Oh and, yeah, his you know, is outrageous. He's kinda, he was paying a hundred hundred thousand dollars a month or something, and it's like you know he can't. He's not making. Six point five million dollars a year anymore. You can't be paying. And I just kind of was fascinated by there that and interested. But and, and her advice for the athletes is uh, wrap, it up. <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Wrap it up. Oh boy! So that was uh, the law, Chris Law. Um, let's uh, let's pick some games as we always do here. Let's do I, it. I, I I don't believe I had a very good week last week. Uh, I, think... I, I was good up until the end. My Washington pick nailed me. I thought, I thought, again, as I mentioned earlier, I thought RG3 was yep. going to come off the bye week and he was going to look spry, and he did in the first quarter. He was he gaining did. the edge in a way that he we was, hadn't seen. He was. He was running around. But they just could not put the ball in the end zone. And their defense is lacking. To say the least. 
to put, say the least. Put in a tough spot. I, I actually uh, you went you went nine and six, Rich. Not too bad. Brockman ten and five. I went eleven and four last week. Am I still and leading? I got a new, and I got a new sweet photo too. Oh come on. I mean, your, your photo looks like a high school yearbook photo. Let's uh, let's give some shout outs though to the leaders overall for our group, if we can. Go for it. Oh look, dude, what where did you come up with that picture of you with? Your hand on your beard. Yeah, uh, you know when uh, when Cookie Monster was in, I had the you hillbilly. I, I hit off the That's end of the like hillbilly. It's like a high school yearbook photo. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, oh so wow! Overall, I am uh, fifty nine and thirty three. Brockman the- is sixty one and thirty one, and Law is right in between us. So you have a two game lead on me, Brockman, right. and one on Law. Well, cool. guess who is ranked first overall in the Rich Eisen podcast? Guess what the guy's name is? What's his name? Mispronounced by Law. Yeah. Is the <laughs> Thanks. Very impressive. No, he's got seventy. There's somebody. Rich Richmond Daka has seventy one. It looks like he's got well, no, bonus, points points. Bonus, oh, points like bonus points. Oh, the bonus point. Well, he's got seventy one. Okay, wins. so what are we picking this week, guys? Uh, do you want to do Patriots Jets? Let's do it. I, mean, I, I guess I am taking the Patriots. Yeah, I guess after last week, I went against the Patriots in a reverse jinx, and it worked out. But I no, not this time. Not needed. Absolutely taking the Patriots in this one. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I, take the Patriots. I, I mean, uh, until Geno Smith. Uh, proves some level of consistency, which means I should take him this week because he was inconsistent last week. He's kind of like the Ravens in that respect, or kind of every other game. And the, and the thing that, that was looking really good for them, their running game, uh, lost, got a boost with Mike Goodson coming back from all of his insanity that it caused him to miss the first few games of the year. And then uh, the red zone pick that, that Geno threw, because he was rushed in many ways, that Goodson did not protect him. Right. And he was rushed, threw it over the middle. I believe it was Timmons who caught it. And um, returning it, and his own guard, as Goodson was making the tackle, knocked in it when he tore up his knee. So he's done. So, so much for Mike Goodson signing. What a disaster that man, was, right? Man. He signs, he shows up, and he's, it's like he's Levi in that Brown. car. With right. The, with the, falling asleep on the middle know. of the turnpike or the Garden State. What a disaster. It's like the Steelers with Levi Brown. They sign him, and he goes on IR right away. Right. Left he got tackle. hurt in the warm-ups. Yeah, triceps. Man, oh man! Um, what other game are we picking Cow- right here? Cowboys Eagles. Law, who do you have? Uh, for reasons like Willie said, and obviously they're my team. I, I think at home they got the advantage. It's going to be interesting who gets the start. But with no Demarco Murray, no Demarcus Ware, the D line banged up, and their second string running back also out, I got to go with the Eagles here. I'm with you. I'm with you. Tony Romo is better than whoever the Eagles are going to trot out there. I think I think Dallas kind of mans up and rallies and kind of wins this game. You're a lone wolfing on it. Very good. Good for you. Bengals Lions. Who wins that one? That's an interesting one. Underrated. Both are four good and game. two. Both are four and two. I expected more out of the Bengals this week against a kind of depleted Buffalo team. Thad Lewis making his first start kind of tore them up early on. I'm going to go Lions. I uh, oh, it's on the turf at Ford Field, man. Reggie's going to be fast. I, I think the so Bengals D is going to get back on track. I'm going to take the Bengals here. You taking the, the Bengals? Yeah, the defense. I'll take the home offense. team. I'm taking the Lions to go five Ow. and two. I'll take the Lions in that one just for fun. That uh, that you know to go against you guys. Um, Niners Titans. I just can't pull the trigger on the Titans with Fitz Magic. I just can't. Now Amish Rifle's still back there, huh? I just can't do it. I'm taking the 49ers on the road in that one. Yeah. Oh, the Titans defense. I know. The Titans defense is really good. And the Niners struggled at home against Arizona. I know know they did. But division games, you throw the records out. They still won it. Tennessee played tough at home against Kansas City. 
and they lost it. You're right. Fitz Magic turned it over twice in the You're last right. two possessions. I, I can't do it either. Take the Niners. Law? Uh, I'm taking the Niners, too. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Was, no, you're just in your own little world. Yeah, right no. There. Well, I was looking at the rest of the schedule here. Well, Ravens-Steelers. Anybody want to think that the Steelers are going to send the champs to one game under 500 and start their comeback, or will the Ravens just go into Pittsburgh and and douse any hopes that they have of making up half of their first quarter of the season deficit in a span of two weeks? This is big for the Steelers, man. Division game. I'll take the Steelers. You're taking the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. When these two teams play, you throw out the record. This but, is the black well, what was and blue. the what was the rule that Mike Tomlin threw out this week? What what can't the players do this week? Well, they week? can't flip into the end zone. Oh yeah, That's idiotic. no more flips. Yeah. Especially when you have a back. Emmanuel Sanders did that. Right. I mean, come on, come on. Just run in the end zone. I'm going to roll with the Steelers this week. Big game at home. Big Ben's going to rise up. They're you know riding a one game winning streak against a good Jets team. And I'm taking the Ravens. It's like every time you think that they're going to do it, they don't. Every right, time that's that what they, I mean. Every time that they, you think they're not going to do it, they do. Yeah. Seriously, when the Texans were in this week, this you know, this year, after they laid an egg to start, could barely get past Brandon Whedon in their home opener, then come the Texans, you think they've got no chance, and they got a touchdown. That's where the I think the pick six parade began that week. Week two. Well, it was week three. So if the, at any rate. But the Ravens won that one. Then you think the Ravens are going to definitely win in Buffalo. They lose. Then they go to Miami, where the Dolphins are a are, are better team, right? Right. And they're going to be on a bye week the next week. They win. They win. Then they go home, right, to take on Green Bay. And you think, okay, they're gonna, they just won in Miami. They're going to be at home. The Packers haven't won on the road yet this year. There's and a reason all of Clay Matthews is out, about it. and then the Ravens lose. Any given so Sunday. I think I'm going to take the Ravens in this one. I got that one. Anybody take the Broncos? I mean, take the Colts over the Broncos. Anybody have the stones to do that? Yep, I'm going to. Law? Man, I kind of want to do it, too. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to, though. Since Brockman did it, I'll, I'll, I'll take the... Uh, the Broncos? I'll take the Broncos. Okay. Is there any other one that you, you want to... How about the... Uh, let's do this one. <laughs> Rams at Panthers. Ooh. I'll tell you what. That's sneaky. Three and three Rams against the Panthers trying to get to that record. Panthers have let up the second least points. They're front only seven. Only behind the Chiefs. It's really good. It's really good. Points. And, I mean, week to week in this league, I have no idea what's going on. But Cam Newton looked awesome last week. And whether that says more about him or the state of the Vikings, I don't know. But I'm going to take the Panthers. You know, I think, I think Jeff Fisher hasn't playing there, though. I like the Rams. I'll go with Panthers. Panthers as well. I'll go Panthers. I just think that Houston is it was right for the taking, and they took him. So you got to give them credit for doing that. And they took him in a in a in a, in a very ruthless. Wasn't fashion. even close. I mean, they crushed him. Wasn't even close. They crushed him. But I just think that I, I need to see it two two weeks in a row, back to back road yeah, games from the Rams for before, sure. I, before I buy in. Um, and I need the wins here. I need the wins. <laughs> I'm down too. Do the Giants get their up. first win? No. No. You think Freeman starts? I do. Monday night football. Taking the Vikings. Oh, I'm rolling with the Giants. I can't. I can't. This can't keep going on with Eli, right? If, uh, he may not be the problem. They can't stop anybody. And they have no offensive line. They can't stop anybody. And they can't run. And as Marshall said that night after seeing Brandon Jacobs, he goes, he's going to feel that for three weeks. The tiptoe burglar. <laughs> tiptoe burglar ran really well. He did. He did. He really he did. on my fantasy bench. I went 0-4 this week in fantasy. Hey, by the way, um, the uh, 
the Cotati Bads improved to five and one. Wow! Wow! I take on Nick Bakai in the Mile of Meat at four and two this week. The mile of Meat, and in the Fishmonger League, Fishmonger League, I took uh, I, I played against Peyton Manning, and I was just it's holding on for to dear life. And and Vernon Davis had the best week of fantasy football of any individual, any individual. One hundred eighty yards receiving and two touchdowns. Nobody had that money. No, because Blackman didn't get in the end zone. Nope. He only got in. Nope. And 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 um, what about and, uh, and No Sean did not have that many rushing yards. He had like fifty-seven or something. And we have five-point bonus for hundred yards receiving. Ooh, so that's big. Uh, if you told me early in the week that I would have uh, faced Peyton Manning and the guy who would have the most points individually on the team I'm going against was not named Peyton Manning, I would have thought I had no chance. Certainly, if you'd also told me Andrew Luck would do something to the bed on Monday Night Football, <laughs> but I won. Took him down, man. Took him down, and I am now three and three in that league, but with enough points to put me in a playoff position right now. I'm one and five in my oh, retired Lord. Orange League. Get me your. Uh, do you have one? International. Yeah, yeah, I got one. Get me Congrats your to uh, Reggie Wayne too. Yes, friend a thousand yards, friend of the program, a thousand yards. Um, I gave you guys your punters are people too t-shirts. Yes. Thank you very so much. The new style one. You've got them These in, great. in our the, team the colors. Green and white. Yes. The Eagles motif. If and, you will. and red, white, and blue for you, for your freak, uh, your Patriot freak over there. And I'm launching a new app, by the way. Oh, heard about this. Called Free Agent. It's okay. on iTunes right now. You can go to it. What basically what you do is you put in your favorite teams and your favorite sports, right? And then the GPS system finds like-minded fans within your area. And also will let you know where to watch the game in your area. So if you live like in a different that. state or a different city and you want to find like-minded fans just to watch a game or maybe... A love connection? Find a companion. Ooh. Chuck Lurie over You go here. to getfreeagent.com and uh, it launches officially uh, on Thursday with our official launch. And those who sign up and get it, are uh, avail- uh, they're going to... Uh, have a chance to win uh, Nike football apparel. So you get that too. Nice. I got two, I got stuff going on, guys. Both Android and iOS. Of course, of course, dude. W- w- what hey, do you think? Updated you iOS think? seven. So you go on there and um, it's 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 neat. You know, it's pretty fun. Born out of the idea that my wife and I met at at ESPN. We met through sports. And plus, how many people live in Los Angeles? Wonder, you know, where do I find uh, exactly? And the thing is, there, there's team a, bars all over the place, and you, you just, just don't, don't know even where they know. are. Right? You don't even know. So, and you can also chat with fans uh, through the device while watching a game. Can you download the podcast from said free agent? I don't know. I, I'm keeping church and state somewhat separate, separate. <laughs> in <it>. that regard. <laughs> Got it. So, puntersofpeople2.com and getfreeagent.com. Have I tap danced with my BS long enough? Okay, you tap dance. I could have three international shout outs. What do you here. got? We got Marty Chodorek, M at M C H O D O R E K. Every other international shout out is going to the UK, he says. Canada's overdue for some podcast love. Okay. Go Bills. Neighbors to the North. There you have it. Yeah. Bills with some, some thad magic coming up short this week. Going in overtime with Cincinnati. Did hey, the Bills, the, your boy, your, your Syracuse boy Marone is coaching him up over there, man. And they're at the Dolphins this week. Big game. It is. Two Big and game. four, three did, and two. Did Thad get to 300? I think that, he did was, not. that was Sapp's uh, bold he did prediction. Not. He did not. I think he found – I forgot who he found deep in that game. I forgot what receiver uh, he Goodwin, did. Goodwin, the but sprinter. It, it got us to uh, check out his stats. I don't, that put him over 200. Wow, oh, gotcha. 
At Chris Law, thank you. Thank you, Rich. At Chris Brockman, thank, thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I want to thank at Willie McGinnis and at LT underscore 21. Uh, I don't believe Laura Wasser has a Twitter address. <sighs> You know, when you're the top divorce attorney in Los Angeles, this divorce attorney to the stars like Maria Shriver and let me see who else is in here. The Kardashian? Heidi right? Klum. Oh, yeah, you can just... So, can... Seal's not a fan of hers. <laughs> um, although, <laughs> Christina Aguilera, Angelina Jolie. Britney Spears. There's... The list goes on and on. It's it does. pretty impressive. I was looking at it earlier. That's right. She's in my wedding party. <laughs> Look over it's my shoulder. It's kind of like, I will have this analogy. It's like having your child baptized and having like a mortician be the godparent or something. Like a divorce attorney in your lo- wedding party. No, it's not like that no, at all. No, it's not that It's same. not that at all, as a matter of fact. It's she was a very nice lady. Really. She was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, it was great. Other than that, it was great. Thanks for listening to the Eisen Podcast. Hello. Me, Cookie Monster. Yeah, me always listen to the Rich Eisen Podcast. It's me favorite podcast. Yeah, me listen on NFL.com. Oh, and it's also on iTunes, just in case you not know that. Oh, me going to go listen right now. And for all of us here at the Medill School of Journalism, thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. Stay listening, dear friends. 